G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Christian parents need to go the way of faith and show the way of faith to their kids. Pastor Greg Laurie points out the importance. It is our job, our responsibility as parents to raise our children in the way of the Lord. That's so very important. That's our job. That's not the school's job. That's not even Sunday school's job. It's our job as parents to teach these things to our children. And we need to take it seriously. This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace, how sweet the sound Again you hear all the angels are singing This is the day, the day when life begins We don't take our young kids to the shoe shop to learn to tie their shoelaces We don't take them to the dentist to learn how to brush their teeth. We don't take them to a nutritionist to learn to eat their vegetables. There are certain things that parents teach their kids. It's just part of being a parent. And today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out those things that go along with being a Christian parent, namely to pass along our faith, to train them up in the way of the Lord, to disciple them. Here we are in the book of Joshua. This is a pivotal moment. The wilderness wanderings are done. The spies have gone into the land and they've come back with a good report. Rahab has been a great hero of the faith and she has protected the spies. And so now they're poised and ready to enter into this promised land. There was just one really big problem an obstacle in their path. It was the mighty rushing Jordan River. So let's read now Joshua chapter three as the Israelites come to the point of entry of the promised land and they face the Jordan River. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them for you've never passed this way before. They will guide you. Uh, Stay about a half mile behind them. Keep a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua says to the people, purify yourselves or tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the ark of the covenant and lead the people across the river. And they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, today I'll begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of the Israelites. They'll know that I'm with you just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Okay, we'll stop here. Here was their challenge. You have to cross the Jordan River. This is flood season. This river moves at about 10 miles per hour. There's no way you want to cross this river with your little kids and your livestock and, and your belongings. It's, it's not possible. 
but they yet began to walk. So they needed to have faith in God and we need to have the same. Here's the thing with faith. Faith gets stronger through use. Faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it becomes. The less you use it, the weaker it becomes. If you don't use your faith, it will atrophy. You need to apply it. We treat faith like it's a museum piece or something to talk about and admire, where it's like an egg. Don't drop the egg. And they crack, and that's faith. Oh, we have to be careful. No, faith needs to be used. And the more you use it, the stronger it becomes. So the Israelites step into the water, following the priests who have the Ark of the Covenant aloft where everyone can see it. Suddenly, they're going through the water. It pulls away. Now, it's different than the Red Sea. When they came to the brink of it, Moses holds up his staff and the Red Sea parts and it's like walls of water on each side. The difference here is they had to get in the water. How high did it go? It's moving fast. Maybe it got up to their ankles, maybe up to their knees. I don't know. And all of a sudden, boom, the water pulls aside. They walk over to the other side. Go to Joshua chapter four. They are to commemorate this event with stones of remembrance. Joshua four, verse 21. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future... Your children will ask, what do these stones mean? They piled up a bunch of stones. You can tell them this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river before your eyes. He kept it dry until you were all across, just as he did at the Red Sea when he dried it up and we all had crossed over. He did this so all the nations on the earth will know that the Lord's hand is powerful and that you might fear the Lord your God forever. We'll stop there. So it is our job to pass on what we have learned to the next generation. I like to hang out with younger people. I love to hang out with my grandkids. I've told you that before. But I like to spend time with younger people in general. And one of the reasons is, is when you hang around old people, it's not long until everyone starts talking about their latest operation, right? (laughs) Or their newest ache or pain. And that just gets kind of old to me, frankly. You know, old people like to say things like, back in my day, right? Or, I'm just gonna sit here for a minute and rest my eyes. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Let's go get the early bird special. Yeah, okay, <laughs> old people. Hang around young people, sometimes you don't even know what they're saying anymore. They have their own language. I was sitting with my granddaughters the other day and one of them said, that's sus. I said, what? She said, that's sus. How many of you know what sus means? Don't act like you do. <laughs> All these the younger people here, the rest of you, you don't know what it means. No, you may. Sus means suspicious. So if some kid says, you're sus, that's not a good thing. Just be aware. And uh, I heard that one of my granddaughters said to her mom the other day, bro, listen, she's, I'm your mother. Stop calling me bro. <laughs> right? And there's another one. They have riz. They have riz. You ever heard that one? How many of you know what that means? Okay, you guys. That's a good thing. If you have riz, it means that you have charisma. It's short for charisma. So if someone, some kid says, you have riz, thank you. You're sus. Wait, what? <laughs> we'll never find that out if you don't hang around young people. You'll be around old people saying things like, that's hunky-dory and that's malarkey. <laughs> or... That's far out, man. 
It's a good thing to remember what God has done. Listen, when Joshua finished his task, he was sadly forgotten in one generation. In Judges 2, it says, Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. After that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. Wow. One generation. Next generation didn't know any of it. They'd forgotten all of it. All the great things God had done through Joshua were largely forgotten, bringing us back to our responsibility as parents to raise our children in the way of the Lord. That's so very important. That's our job. That's not the school's job. That's not even Sunday school's job, though we thank God for all the folks that do it. That's not the job of the Christian school, though we're thankful for the Christian school. It's our job as parents to teach these things to our children. And we need to take it seriously. Moses said in Deuteronomy 6, and he said this to me personally, um, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. I love this. Repeat them again and again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. I love that. You know, just integrate it into your life. By the way, I think it's a good idea to do devotions with your kids. There's some great resources out there that you can use. I actually would recommend the New Believers Bible uh, that I wrote the notes for. There's a lot of little guides in there and tracks that you can follow that will take you through a lot of important things in Scripture. So you could use a tool like that, but read a passage, interact, ask your child questions, listen to what they say. It's not for you to pontificate and sermonize it's for you to integrate those truths into their little lives and show them how they apply to what they are facing. It's so important. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today, Pastor Greg is helping parents see the value of passing along our faith and our values to our kids and grandkids. It's part of today's study in Joshua chapter 3. One day we'll be gone as parents, and I wonder what our children will remember about us. I can tell you this much, your kids will remember the time you made for them. They'll remember all of those games you showed up for, all of those recitals, all of those events, and you were there taking pictures, you know, being crazy, mom and dad, they remember. Oh, they looked embarrassed at the time. The first thing they did when they got up there is they looked for mom and dad out in that audience. I remember hearing, uh, President George H.W. Bush make an amazing statement. He was asked what his greatest accomplishment was in life. So George H.W. Bush uh, was the head of the CIA. He was the ambassador of the United States to China. He was the vice president and the president of the United States. So this man, who's very accomplished, has asked what his greatest accomplishment was. He says, my greatest accomplishment is my kids still come home to see me. I love that. He understood something that's very important. They'll remember that. Your kids will remember the way you interacted with your spouse because you're effectively now giving them a template for their future. You're saying this is the way that a husband should treat a wife. This is a way that a wife should treat her husband. They're watching it. They're observing it. And most likely they're going to repeat it for better or for worse model for them what they need to see. They'll remember that as well. 
They'll also remember your words of affirmation and your words of criticism. Some parents beat their children down. Other parents lift their children up. That doesn't mean we should not correct our children. That is the job of a parent. Not necessarily the job of a grandparent, I might add. Though a grandparent might need to do that. I feel the job of the parent is to raise the child. The job of the grandparent is to fill them up with sugar, <laughs> spoil them, indulge them, be delighted by everything they say and do, and then give them back to the parents, right? So. But grandparents play such an important role right now. I've heard so many stories, as you have, of delinquent parents who have failed in their responsibilities and grandparents have stepped in, sometimes ended up raising the child. And how important that is. My grandparents made a great impact on my life when I lived with them for a time while my mom was living her crazy life. But we are to train them up in the way that they should go. And so this is something we all should do. Now I'm sure every one of us, as we've heard this, have thought, well, I'm, I've fallen short in a lot of these things, right? We've made a mess of our life. Maybe I'm talking to someone who's made decisions they deeply regret. You've lost precious time with your kids, as an example, and, and you say, it's too late for me. I can't change. Well, you can't change the past, but you can make decisions that will affect your future. And you can say, okay, I'm not gonna live that way anymore, and I'm going to repent. Remember, when we repent, God relents. God gave to Nineveh another chance. He'll give you another chance as well. Acknowledge where you've fallen short. Ask God to help you and move forward. Now let's wrap this up and pull the camera back for a moment and look at the bigger picture of Israel entering the promised land. What was this all about? This land was going to be the very geographical location of the most important event in all of human history. This is where the Son of God was going to come down from heaven and enter our world. This is where Jesus Christ would be crucified for the sins of humanity and of every person. This is where he would rise again and ascend to heaven. And this is the place that he would return to as well. This is what it was all about. And now we're told to put our faith in him. And I can't think of anyone I'd rather put my faith in. Don't put your faith in objects or possessions. They'll let you down. Don't put your faith in accomplishments. Don't put your faith in other people. You can love them and respect them, and, but don't put your ultimate faith in them. Don't put your faith in politicians. They're gonna disappoint you. Don't put your faith in preachers. They'll disappoint you too, except me. <laughs> no, I'll disappoint you as well. I don't even have to say that. Why did I even say that? Yeah, but I won't. And I will, yes. No, put your faith in God. That's where your faith belongs. He will never let you down, ever. Let me close by saying there might be somebody here who hasn't done that yet. But Jesus said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you need a second chance in life? Do you need your sin forgiven? Do you have the certainty that you will go to heaven when you die? If not, Jesus Christ who died on that cross and rose again from the dead is standing at the door of your life right now and he is knocking and he is saying if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, 
Why don't you respond to this invitation right now as we close in prayer. Let's all pray. Father, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for your love for us. And I pray for everyone that is here. If they don't know you, if they don't have a relationship with you, if they've not put their faith in you, let them do that right now. And while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed and we're praying, if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you wanna know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you're ready to say yes to Jesus, pray this out loud after me. Pray this now, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer and answering this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Such an important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie with those making a change in their relationship with God today. Some people will mark this day as the moment their life with Christ began. And if you're in that group, if you've prayed along today with Pastor Greg and you've meant those words, well, we want to welcome you into the family of God. And we'd love to help you get started walking with the Lord. Let us send you Pastor Greg's New Believers Growth Pack. It has plenty of helpful resource materials for those who are new to the faith. And we'll send it your way free of charge. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, good insights on how to be victorious in spiritual battle. More from the series Joshua Living in the Land of Promises next time. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Get Your Feet Wet. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.